back to the Not Applicable Show. That's Aspen. That's Noah over there. This is a show where we talk about any and everything that may be applicable to you. Or not. It's it's always that way every week, and that's the way we like it. Nothing's changed except for the format slightly of how we're going about each episode. Yeah. Um, also where we're recording. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So... Like we said last week, uh, all of the previous episodes have probably had a little, a little sprinkle of like some family life noises, mm-hmm. and um, it's been frustrating to deal with. But you know, it's part of living in a home with a lot of people still. So, uh, but my dad is getting very close to having some finishing touches on the trailer. And so now we are in here. Have we talked about the trailer yet? Yeah, we have. We talked about how your dad bought, you know, a 70s Airstream and we're remodeling it and we're going to live in it. Yeah. So it's looking pretty good. The hardwoods are in. All of the kitchen structures are built. We just need to get the appliances in. All the plumbing and electricity is done. Um, There's a toilet there. It's not like... Oh... That's him working now, if you can hear that. Um, but there's a huge, like, seating area right here, and we are just getting all the things ready getting to everything go. buttoned up, yeah. Yeah. I think he said he's doing the shelves, mm-hmm. and... He's waiting for the cabinets to come in. And the shower door. Yeah. And he, then we have to f- furnish the sitting area we're doing. Yeah. Sorry about that noise. Well, we really did think it would be quieter in here. Lo and behold, it's not the kids. It's my dad. I really don't know what he's doing, but... He's leaf-blowing the driveway from that windstorm we had from the fires. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. But it's 28 square feet, so I feel like we've really maximized... Every inch of it. Or it's 28 square feet after. I don't think it's 28 square feet total, like, without all the stuff built into it. It must be 28 from one end of the trailer to the other. I think it's 28 feet long. Yeah. But I think the square footage is bigger than that because that would mean it's like a, I don't know, Mm -hmm. like a three by or a four by seven room or something like that. We're just getting word that uh, your dad only needs like 10 minutes. Yeah. So, I don't think we'll probably stop recording. Yeah, I'm not too bothered. Hopefully you guys don't mind. Turns the game up all the way. (laughs) I can really hear it. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm... I've been talking to ear off probably the last like three days about how excited I am because I never really thought that this part of the life that we have envisioned would come and it's finally like right around the corner. We'll probably be moved in hopefully by the end of the year, but that's what my dad said. I think said he said like by, he should be done with it by the end of the month. Yeah, but I, he said that's like depending on the cabinet and everything Yeah, else. and then he has to get like the sewage line and like... Oh, right. All that stuff hooked up still. So, yeah, by the end of the year. Probably not a month, but it's going to be fairly soon and, like, in long-term perspective. And, yeah, you know how excited I am? Hmm. I made a Crate and Barrel wedding registry site. Nice. And, like, got excited about cutting boards and a crock pot, which is (laughs) very embarrassing to say out loud. It's not embarrassing. I'm excited for... I mean, I'm asking for our wedding, one of our wedding gifts to be a, um... A coffee pot. A coffee pot. That's good. Automatic coffee brewer. Okay, I'm just thinking, though, I think the thing that I'm most excited about, because I've always been into, like, small spaces. When I was a kid, uh, my three sisters, or three of my sisters, because I do have a fourth one, but three of my sisters and I all shared bunk beds in, um, you know, like the TV room now. Mm -hmm. That was our bedroom. Gotcha. And so... It had a carpet, and we all had one closet, and it was very closed because we didn't have the uh, addition that my dad built. And so, but he built us these really interesting uh, beds that accommodated three queens and a twin. And um, 
And so my bed was like this, we called it the cave because it literally had like this triangular opening and then there was like a staircase leading up to the two top bunks. And so like, I could like literally crawl into it and I had like my own like string lights around it and I had like a bookshelf like built into the side and it was so cool and I like loved it so much. But so I've always been into small spaces. I think I'm most excited about this because um, I just like, I love that when you're in a small space, like the smells that I like, I just love aromatherapy and everything. And like the smells that you put into that space just take up the entire space so quickly. So I'm just thinking about like all of the cold rainy days and like lighting a nice candle or... Trailers burst into fire. No, that's my worst nightmare. Please don't say that. Like, Guess we're moving back with mom and pop. No, that's so funny. <laughs> but just thinking about like all of the, all of the lovely things that we can. I really want to get into baking. Like I've already told you, but I just want to get into baking and like be the cool like homemaker like vibey person. <laughs> My dad's smiling at us. But um, yeah. So I just yeah. I was talking to my mom about that today, and I want to make an Instagram page for trailer living. Not at all for fame, but just kind of like to document our first years in our own space. And I just think it'd be really fun, and I also just want to like... Pause. And we're back. You won't even know that time has passed, but we just sat for about six minutes, I would say, and talked about things because the blower got super close to the trailer and you could hardly even hear what you were saying. Yeah. But, anyhow. Trailer living and Instagram account you're going to make for it. I just, I really want to do that because I think it'll be fun and I, I'm not really doing it for people. Like, if I get a following from it, then It's like this podcast. Yeah, it's like, cool. But, um, but I was telling my mom that I think I've always felt weird for being, like, a young person who just wants to get married, like, really early and who, like, enjoys having a home because I feel like it's so normalized now to be a young person who's single and who puts their career first, which there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want, but, like... Or just date and sleep around. Yeah. or nothing to, wrong with that. Yeah. Or to just, like, you know, like, what used to be traditional is now kind of frowned upon in some ways and I think they're that, not frowned upon very scarce yeah well I don't know like sometimes people talk badly about it but oh yeah they'll be like are you sure you know what you want or, or they'll be like there there's such an expectation for me to do this and I'm like well you know that's sad for you but other people like to do things in a more quote-unquote traditional route and yeah but I think that I just it just makes my heart really happy because I've longed for a life like this for so long and I never really thought that I would see it and to just know that I'll have my own space with someone that I love so much it'll just be so lovely and happy it's just around the corner I know I'm so sorry if I keep annoying you about it no it's alright I think for this post because I'm still so lost in how the hell I should even post and announce our episodes are out Yeah. I feel like I should just start doing it on my personal account yeah. Along with our, you know, not applicable show account. Yeah. But I think for this one, we should do like a little mini video mm-hmm. of us in our, um, in our trailer. Yeah. Do like like a little tour. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. I would enjoy that. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I did like a little pan around the other day, and I had like seven or eight people go like, "Oh my gosh, are you gonna live there?" Yeah. Yeah. It's very beautiful. It looks very modern and. Very well put together. It's like we really did maximize every square inch of this. Oh, yeah. It's like we have a full kitchen. We have a common sitting area. We have a full-size bed. Yes. Or it's like a double. I think it's a double. A double-size bed. It's a smaller bed, but it's so that we can have a larger kitchen and sitting area. Yeah. And then we have like a closet that we're going to share. and And a full bathroom. Yeah, a full bathroom with a toilet and a shower and a sink in there. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have a garbage disposal, though. I think we will. Possibly. I'll I don't know. I'm not seeing a switch for it. 
Oh, that's true. I forgot. Because typically it's a dedicated circuit. Right. Yeah. But anyhow. I'm going to go look at the panels in here. Yeah. But while I was doing that, I'm just going to like give my dad some more kudos because he has done such a good job with this trailer and he always does. He's been in construction for like 20 plus years, but I'm just, every time I come in here, I'm just so proud of it. And one of the reasons why I love it so much is because like, if you know, like if your dad or someone in your family is a builder, you'll be able to like recognize their style of design and they like their style of building. This is the main is on. Yeah. Try to find the switch for it. Might be that one there. Hmm. The whole panel is just not even on. Wow. Oh. But anyhow, like I was saying, um when someone is a builder you can just recognize their work if you know them really well and like since my dad has been building for so long and we've lived in so many of the houses that he's built it's it's always like there's something different about moving into a house that you know your dad didn't build and it just like changes the way that you see it but and so when he remodeled our house it just became so much more personal and enjoyable to be in because there's like that self or not the self but like a care that was put into it that no one else will be able to really experience and I just experience that whenever I'm in here because I just like see all the work that he's put into it and I just think about like all the things that he's done and the way that he like even the way that he likes to lay things out and like the things that he loves to do about or just I know that he really likes geometric building and he really likes modern and he really likes fancy wood flooring and you know, all those little personal touches he's put into this place. And so, and my dad and I are super, super close. So it's just nice to be able to like come in here and feel like a part of him was just put into this. Cause he really did put his heart into this thing. And I think you can definitely tell, but I'm so grateful for him. Couldn't find the main, main, uh, disconnect. Yeah. So that's okay. Because it's like a mini panel and I guess you could call it a sub-panel, yeah. but also it's like very, it's typically panels are vertical with the breakers going down, mm -hmm. but this one it's horizontal with the, with the breakers going across. Oh, I see. So, yeah. Interesting. But it's all right. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Look, you can see the audio spike where I was flipping the light switches. I know. Yeah. Super excited to live in here though. Me too. It's gonna turn out super great. I know. Be a nice stepping stone for us and a nice place to call home for sure. Yeah. I'm just so grateful for it and so proud of my dad for making this so cool. Yeah. He's always wanted to do something like this. Like he's always wanted to do this, so I'm happy he was finally able to. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are about to live in it. I know. How crazy. Yeah. Even it's even crazy how it worked out this way because he said that when he first bought it, he didn't really have a plan for what it would do. And he told me that it's best to have someone living in something like this so that it can be used and that mold won't grow in it and that the air quality will stay the same and everything. And so he was like, yeah, I didn't really know what I was going to do with it, but I just knew that I wanted to renovate it and like remodel it because the thing was gutted before and just had like old hardwood flint, like panel flooring and it's they're still in here but we yeah. put floorboards on top of them no they're just like the bottom of the trailer mm -hmm. and then like all of the metal paneling around us was kind of nasty gross white like asylum white color mm -hmm. oh it's eggshell white <laughs> but um i helped your dad in the very beginning yeah of this project but i feel kind of bad i haven't been able to stick with him through it oh no it's okay honestly when my dad is working on something, he, like, appreciates help so much. And he definitely, when you were, like, helping him with the panels and everything, I know that he really appreciates that because it's really hard to do as a one-man job. Um, and, like, all the plumbing that you helped with and everything. Mm, I didn't really help with that. I thought you helped with that. 
Well, well, I know all the stuff that you helped with, he's grateful for, but he also really appreciates when we come and sit out here with him and just talk because he said that the, like he, the thing that he values the most about working on something is just having somewhere that someone there to hang out with and talk to because he just doesn't like being alone a whole lot. So yeah, yeah, it's coming along. It is indeed. I remember when we got this and fuck, I think we got it in like April. No. Yeah. Cause it was in like the midst of the shutdown. Mm, I think that he got it before that. Didn't he? He might've got it in March. And then, like, April and May is when he really, like, put some work into this. Mm, no, I think he got it the summer before. No, because he... Did he sell the boat before this? Yes. Yeah. Because we did have, like, an old 50s boat, and then he didn't want to renovate it because he thought it was annoying. So he got rid of that. So it must have been, like, at the beginning of the year or something. And he did take all the panels out, I remember... And he, like, popped all the little eyelets out, which took forever. And he, like, did a few things and then kind of left it because it was, like, getting cold and rainy and stuff. But he finally got back into it, and now it's, I mean, he's definitely made a dent in it since the beginning of the summer. It's, like, it has insulation and electricity and plumbing and all of the structures in it now, so. Yeah. But that'll yeah. be a fun time. Anyhow, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been hot. I think I'm kind of ready for this heat wave to go because, like Noah said, we've had some weird, like, forest fires near us. Mm-hmm. And it's been giving me anxiety that they're going to, like, get over here. They're not. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. One of my favorite YouTubers in Oregon just said that she was evacuated from her house because they could, like, literally see the fires. There's like, mm-hmm. there's some in like Bend right now. It's so far away from us though. I know, but there's like other ones that are like on the highways near us and stuff. Oh. My sister told me that she saw some like near Costco. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. But anyhow, I'm just like ready for it to be done because the air is like foggy and because it's so smoky and it's been kind of messing with my asthma for some reason. Or not for some reason, obviously. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my week's been good. It's been just busy, busy, busy. So That was me. Worse. It was like, after we, I worked outside for the first half of my day. And when I was outside, you know, with a mask or without a mask, it's like my throat felt like it kept getting dried up. Yeah, that's how mine's been. And it was the fucking worst because I was like, I was constantly down in water. Mm-hmm. And it was just like really frustrating because I was trying to, you know, make it go away because it was making it difficult to work. Yeah, I completely agree. How's your week been? It's been good. I have a story I've been wanting to share with you. Was this the one that you did not tell me? Yes, because okay. I wanted to save it for the show. Darn it. So, last Thursday, um, I worked 410, so Monday to Thursday. So Thursday was my Friday. And, you know, I was super excited. We got out to the job super early, and it wasn't an hour away like it normally was. It was literally like a 30-minute drive. Well, so I got nice. to sleep in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... We get there, and so when you do service electrical work, um, at least in my company, that is referring to when you are troubleshooting an issue a customer is having with their electrical, or you're adding something, mm-hmm. or um, demoing stuff out. Mm-hmm. In this case, we were adding a dedicated circuit for a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. and a dish disposal in a microwave. Mm-hmm. So we had to pull three home runs, mm-hmm. which is basically just from the fixture or appliance to straight to the panel. Mm-hmm. And so when we were doing that, it took it we were working pretty fast because Jack was really excited to be going to Vegas that weekend, just this last weekend, but um you know, we plowed through it and you know, halfway through the workday, I was like, man, I really got to take a shit. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't want to ask the lady to use her bathroom because, one, she was kind of, I, I don't know if you ever hear this, but she's kind of a gross cat lady. Yeah. The house was just covered in clutter and, you know, it just had that nasty cat smell because, oh. you know, they 
pissing shit inside in a litter box instead of outside like an animal. Mm-hmm. But it was fucking disgusting. Ew. And I had to shit so bad. And oh my like, gosh, I was like, I was pinching my butt cheeks <laughs> no! so tight because I was like, there's no way I'm shitting my pants. This is the start of my work day. Oh my gosh. If my friends listen to this, like <laughs> my gal friends are going to be like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, though, um, we, I had to go so bad. I got so desperate because I felt like it was like almost coming out. Oh no. I like had an old, like a Mondo sized Emerald City smoothie cup from when we got dinner the other day. You are kidding me. Please tell me this is a lie. (laughs) I look at it and I opened it and it was empty and I was like. Noah. I was like, I could shit in this, but I have. Nothing to wipe with. No one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so I went in the cat lady's garage and she had this like, you know, these, this giant pack of paper towels. Oh. And I was like, she's not going to miss these. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and so I, I took an entire roll from this lady's oh house. Oh my gosh. And... I took, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And so I... Did they not have a honey bucket? Well, no, because it's service. Because oh, right. it's like, they don't do, they oh, don't my gosh. book a honey bucket. And so, ooh, the audio is really loud there. Ooh. Probably because I'm screaming. Yeah, anyways, but, yeah, look at it. Oh, wow. It was like, I had to go so fucking bad. Oh, my gosh. I cannot <laughs> believe that you didn't tell me this. And so, I... I go to the, my car because I was going to do it outside, even and even though I thought about it. And so I undo the cup, and then, like, I undo my belt, and then I oh, no. I stop to think of what I'm doing, and I'm like, no, I refuse, because if I miss, <laughs> I'm the one who has to fucking clean this up. Oh, my gosh. That is so disgusting. <laughs> so, How could you miss? I don't know. You just, you just put that sucker, you just go... Just right over there. Yeah, but still. Oh my it's gosh. It's like, what if I had P2? I'm not even... You have the convenience of just kind of like... You. <laughs> just like... As we just gestured to pointing down. You can just like point it backwards, can't you? I mean, I can, but... I don't the have that Mondo, convenience. The Mondo radius is only so big. I know, but you can... You can stretch it. I feel bad for Havana listening to this. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible. But it was... Oh man. I can't believe we got that close. I to was so that. close. Now I think that's the most desperate I have oh been my gosh. to like shitting somewhere other than a toilet. See? Given like I've pooped in the woods when I was like younger because we were hiking or camping. Yeah. But that's totally different. Oh yeah. That's like, you have to be a part of nature. Yeah. I was like going to shit in this cup and like oh my gosh. totally throw it in this lady's trash. Oh my gosh, that is so nasty to think about. So where did you go? <laughs> I held it in until we Are finished you the job. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to do that. I did, and now because I, I refuse to do that. My biggest fear is that <laughs> this is so embarrassing to admit to the public. But my biggest fear is that I will like be driving somewhere and I have to go so bad that I'll speed like way too much and then I'll get pulled over and he'll be like, "Why were you speeding?" And you'll just be like, well, if I'm going to be completely transparent with you, officer, I'm I, think I'm gonna, my pants. I think I'm going to poop my pants. And then, like, maybe he wouldn't give you a ticket, but oh my gosh. That would be so scary. Can you imagine? Yeah. It was uh, it was intense. And then I went to the Fred Meyer because we were, like, South Seattle, Northern Renton area. Was that the one that you said was, like, scary looking? Yeah, it was really sketchy. Like, tweakers outside there, and I went in the bathroom, and... Yikes. Um, not even lying, there was a stall, and in the toilet was a bunch of unflushed feces with, like, two to three heroin needles in there. Yikes. That is... And a spoon. A spoon? That's nasty. And the water was super brown and murky, oh and I gosh. almost puked. Like, I probably would have puked. That's so It was so, so bad. I almost went in the women's bathroom and said I identified as a woman. As a woman? A, woman. a plural? Yeah. As a woman. There's the, the four women in my brain. Mm-hmm. 
but it was fucking terrible. Oh my gosh, that's so awful. I hate thinking about that. I listened to a Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And he was talking about telling a story and how he had a shit so bad on the way to the comedy store. And he's like, I've never had a shit so bad. And he's yeah. like, he started going through in his head on the car right there and speeding that like all the places he could shit. And he was like, man, I could pull over <laughs> on the side of the road because he was on in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So he had to be there and he didn't really have time to pull over to like a restaurant to buy something or anything. Yeah. And so he was like, man, I could pull over on the side of the road, take a shit and then like wipe at the comedy store or something like <laughs> Ew. that. And so, I hate thinking about that. And so now, now he's like, now I keep an extra pair of pants and a roll of toilet paper in my car in oh case that gosh. ever happens again. Oh my gosh. Do you know how many times I've gone to Seattle and they've literally been, like, been walking through an alley and I'm like, is that what I think it is? And it's like literally just a pile of human crap, like, like on the road. Like someone just like squatted down and went there. That disgusts me so much. Like, I hate thinking, okay. But I was also thinking about this the other day. Isn't it crazy how we as humans, like, think about and, like, do all the same things? Like, everybody poops. Mm-hmm. And we never... Everyone has had a moment like that where they're like, oh, crap, I'm going to shit my pants. The turtle is coming out of its shell. <laughs> Touching cotton. <laughs> but, like... Crowding! <laughs> but, like, everyone has probably had a moment like yeah. that. I mean, from birth, like... You literally come out of the womb and you shit your pants, like, all the time, because you're a baby, obviously. But, like, everyone has a moment like that, yet we never talk about it in public. Like, no one ever talks about, like, when they're with their friends, no no girl is going to go, sorry, girls, I have to poop. <laughs> or she'll just be like, I'll just probably be, like, ten minutes, I'm going to go shit, you know? Like, no one says that. And obviously, like, some people take ten minutes, not me. Not judgment. No judgment, though, but... Take, like, a good hour and a half. <laughs> You're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was very embarrassing. But no, I did no. take an hour and a half. Yeah. We have vegan digestive systems over here, so everything just, like, flies through our body. Yeah. But, you know, I just, like, wonder why. Like, no one talks about burping or, like... I just think that's so weird, and... I think that society needs to get more comfortable with talking about bodily functions. Whoa. I hope the mic picked that up. I think that it did. <laughs> That's Noah's back for all of you who can't hear. Or who can't, can't see. see. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we don't record it. I'm well, sorry. Video it, I should say. I'm tired. That's yeah. Right. It's only 7.30. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that was Noah's back. That was pretty intense noise that it just made. Yeah. But, I don't know. People need to talk about more things in their lives. And maybe not make it such an uncomfortable thing. Yeah, I felt so bad. It reminds me of this one time when I was in first grade. Mm -hmm. And we were having silent reading time. How silent was it, though? It was pretty quiet. Our teacher was a hard ass. Oh, jeez. And I'm sitting... So when we did silent reading time, we were allowed to spread out all all around the classroom. You know, sit on the floor, sit on these bean bags, Mm -hmm. sit on this rocking chair or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so... What happened was I was sitting in the back of the classroom toward the, the exit to, you know, go outside, not exit the classroom into the building. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like this narrow channel-ish, probably just as wide as from the door to you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there and this other girl is sitting kind of like diagonal from me, a little further away, probably a good like six feet away. Mm-hmm. And... This poor girl, like, farts. No! (laughs) (laughs) You could hear it, too. Oh, no! The embarrassment of farting when you're a young girl at that age. She took it like a champ, though. She looked up and was like, that's gross. (laughs) (laughs) And then went back to reading. (laughs) That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I, okay, there have been few instances where that has happened to me, but okay, I don't really, okay, I actually have a story to share. (laughs) So, like, one time I was, uh, I went to go to a movie with my dad and Dakota, my older sister, and, like, we went to one of the mall movie theaters. (laughs) There 
there's this weird guy who was like walking in front of us as we were leaving the mall. It was like 11 o'clock. And he like, he was probably like four or five feet in front of me. And he literally, no shame. Like he knew I was behind him. <laughs> he like, he lifted his leg and like farted super loud. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Maybe he gets off on that. I know, maybe he does. Maybe it's it's cool for him. But no, another thing I was going to share is that like, it's been a very seldom occasion that I have accidentally farted in front of people. And I think... Aside from me. Yeah, we're pretty comfortable with that. But I think that it's like... I think that it's, like, more comfortable to fart in front of a stranger because you're just like, mm, I'm never gonna I'll see never see again. you again. Yeah. But it's so embarrassing to fart in front of a friend or someone that you just met that you know you're going to be friends with. Oh, that is the worst. And, like, one time I was at a sleepover and, like, someone made me laugh really hard and I farted and I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best, though. And- you just start laughing louder to cover it up. And then everyone just started laughing, and I was like, wow, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't even try to hide it. I was just like, yeah, whatever. And everyone was like, oh, it's fine. But, oh, my gosh, I remember I turned so red, and I was grateful that I was laughing because I normally, if I'm laughing really hard, my face normally turns red. Mm-hmm. But, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What else do you want to talk about today? I don't know. Um... How do you deal with emotional hurt, whether it's in the past or present? Wow. We really just went from talking about farts to, like, emotional hurt. Mm-hmm. But that was a good sidebar. Um, dealing with emotional hurt. Well, you probably know this, but I cry a lot. I just cry it out. I think that it depends on the emotional hurt. But, um... Because when I cry about, like something that someone else has done to me then I'll be really upset about it but if I've emotionally hurt someone or if like I've been in the wrong I'm not crying because I'm like you know upset that I made a mistake but I'm just like crying you're just like Troy (laughs) (laughs) say it (laughs) I can't come on (laughs) oh messing it up again Classic Aspen. <laughs> it's from Community. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But literally, I just get so upset that I, I think it's be- I think I get upset when I hurt people's feelings because mm. I'm such an emotional person, and like, like I'll think about how I treated that person, or I'll think about how they received that, and I'll just be like, wow, I like really messed that one up, and I'll feel so bad about it that. It'll just linger in my head, and I'll just feel so terrible about myself. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, I honestly... I just cry a lot. And I think I've talked about this before, but, like... You're an avid crier. Yeah. And it kind of depends on, like, the severity of it, too. Because sometimes, like, if my feelings get hurt, or if I feel, like, upset about something depending on the severity, then I'll just cry for, like, a few days. I'll just, like, someone will be like, are you okay? And I'll just, like, break down. (laughs) Like, always crying. But then other times, if I'm, like, taking a long time to get over something, I'll just get really depressed. And even though that's kind of toxic for me to do, I mean, I never do it on purpose, obviously, and I haven't been depressed in a very long time. Yeah. Or not a very long time, but a little while. But, like... The first kind of, like, lovey connection that I had with somebody. And, like, he kind of reciprocated it for a while and then just kind of, like, left me high and dry. That was, like, the first real emotional hurt that I've ever felt. Aside from... I think it's the first, like, romantic emotional hurt that I felt. Because I've definitely had my feelings hurt before. Mm -hmm. Before that happened. But, um... Yeah, I think that I just felt so lost because I was, like, I knew that I didn't do anything wrong. And so I thought that I there was something wrong with me, and I would, like, wonder that. I wondered that for so long. And, I mean, I was depressed for, like, six months, and I cried a lot. And I didn't really have any friends to talk to, so 
that was really hard and I kind of like closed off from my family and my siblings and stuff but then like one day I was just kind of like you know what this isn't going to change and I'm going to meet someone better and just got to suck it up and move forward sure enough look at you skid my knee up crawling up from hell (laughs) and then he just turned into an angel Kind of, sort of. I always think of that scene from Lilo and Stitch when she's like, please just send me an angel. And then it's like Stitch this like ball of crash fire landing. And he's just like, nah! <laughs> Like literally crazy looking. Yeah, that's me. And I'm Lilo and that's you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he turned out to be an okay fellow. Yeah. So, yeah. Lilo had a mellow amount. Yeah. Similar to us. Yeah. Oh man. Used to be a wild guy. You did. I used to be into not partying, but I was a lot more social, I should say. A lot more... I made you antisocial. Well, not only that, it was like I was more so motivated to be around people mm-hmm. and surrounded by peers, whether, you know, no matter how well I knew them. Mm-hmm. And it was about feeling validated and valued, mm-hmm. you know, as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted people to like me for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it was just kind of a, a social bug where I'd just constantly be, you know, hanging out with friends and whatnot. Yeah. But I've talked about it before, but my first emotional hurt was romantically was my previous relationship before you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my biggest one. It was like, I, it's weird when you love somebody so much and then it just kind of up and goes like that. Yeah. But then it's even weirder when it goes like that, but you've also had a lot of rough points and a lot a lot of downs, mm-hmm. and, you know, the downs definitely outweigh the ups mm-hmm. and whatnot, and it was very toxic, mm-hmm. and, and then it just goes, you're sad, but you feel like this weight has been lifted. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's been really interesting. I... I I turn to music a lot. I know what you do. <laughs> yeah, I kind of listen to whatever I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of get it out of me. Yeah. Because it's, in a way, it's kind of like journaling or talking about it with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like I can hear it and I'm feeling it, so those two coordinate and it's getting it out of me. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I'll move on to something super happy and upbeat or I'll slowly get there. Yeah. And I remember listening to a lot of like... Oh, nice. <laughs> I remember make, I remember um, listening to a lot of sad music during that time, and then I started listening to a lot of, like, upbeat punk rock and kind of, like, fuck you music. <laughs> yeah. And it was really rewarding and really satisfying. Oh, there's a car. Ooh. Fun times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but lately now, it's whenever I get hurt, you know, which is very rare. Yeah. No. So she's in some a very satisfying relationship. Yeah. Very happy and satisfying relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's like if any time I'm feeling down or any time I'm feeling anxious, I'll always write it out and mm-hmm. write my thoughts. And then eventually those as I'm writing my thoughts, it'll turn into be like, well, this is how I can bring myself up from that. And I got to remember I have these things on my side and that I'm so blessed in these ways. And then eventually it's just like, yeah, I just kind of have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I deal with it and then I overcome it and feel a lot better in the end. Yeah, I feel that way too. That also just made me think about like another way that I deal with emotional hurt. And like I said, depending on what it is. But like, for example, I remember that I, because I use poetry too. And I, I never show it to anybody or like read it out loud because I get embarrassed. But I have like two or three different Google Docs that I just kind of like have a bunch of poems from like at least three years ago you're still writing it mm-hmm. and but i'll just like use those to or like sometimes i'll write them on paper but most of the time it goes in the google doc but i'll just like write things out or i'll like write a poem and sometimes it's really long and sometimes it's not but but like this one poem i had this crush on this boy for like i want to say like three or four years like wow like, it was a really long time. He's yeah. a real person? Yes. Real person. Well, I was saying, like, not a celebrity or anything. Oh, no, no, no. Like, he was my my friend. 
and I grew up going to church with him, and... This one I'm thinking of? Uh, possibly? The one before me. No. And no. Okay. No, different one. This was when I was, like, this was my crush from probably, like, age 8 to 14. Oh, okay. So maybe it was more, it was, it was a long, so six years, I think. It was a very long time. I had a really hard crush on him, and I don't think that, like, I think he liked me back at one point, but obviously it's like we were both raised in, like, super strict Christian households, and that was never going to happen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then we moved and we weren't close by anymore and our families kind of had a falling out. And so I like would still write him birthday cards and stuff and he would never write them back to me. Or like I, I tried to like ask him if he wanted to be pen pals just cause like snail mail's fun. And he like r- didn't really write me any letters back. And I was like, okay, whatever. And so it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was emotionally hurt by him or like, because eventually I just stopped having a crush on him. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, well, obviously that's not going to lead to anything. And so, like, I wrote a poem about it later on because I was thinking about how I used to feel about that and how I used to feel like I was putting so much into a quote-unquote friendship that I was, like, hoping would be more someday, but it wasn't. And I was, like, trying so hard to be friends with someone. And I think I've had a lot of situations in life where I've always put, like, way more into it and have received very little out of it, whether it's, like, a friendship or something flirty or, like, you know, any sort of relationship that I've had. And and so a lot of... And even, like, other crushes that I've had on people, like, sometimes... Sometimes it's not even, like, a romantic crush, but it's just, like, someone that I really admire and I just wish that they will like, see that I really appreciate them mm-hmm. or, like, see that I want to have a good friendship with them. They don't really recognize it. And so some of the poems I've written are, like, about that. And then other stuff is just, like, feeling emotionally hurt that I have such, like, self-destructive thoughts sometimes. But it's inter- I think it's cool when you, like, journal about that sort of thing or you, like, write poetry or write stuff based off of it. Right, people who write songs about that sort of thing because it's so fascinating to like look back on them and go like, I remember when I was there or. Yeah, it's like, even weirder when you're like, older and kind of wiser, and then you see somebody kind of making the same mistakes you did mm-hmm. that ended up you getting hurt, and it's like you want to try to offer them all the advice you can, but at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's their life, and it's like yeah. you can only do so much. It's like. I've, see, I've been around people who have been in really toxic relationships to similar to the one I've been in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll try to offer my words of wisdom to an extent, mm-hmm. you know, to try to help them out. But, you know, just know they it's their own life and they got to follow their own path. And I can only offer my words yeah. and my experience to help them out. Yeah. I think that emotional hurt is really useful to experience though because like even I mean I know that I've hurt you before so I've been the same yeah so it's like it can obviously be used to help strengthen relationships and I was just talking about my or about this with my dad the other day because we were kind of talking about like how far you and I have grown and like how we definitely aren't the same people that we were when we started dating. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, it was just interesting to talk about because, you know, he and my mom especially made a really good point that, um, you know, just because you and I have been in fewer relationships doesn't mean that we still need to learn those lessons about how to be a good person for the other. Mm-hmm. And so it's like even if we try really hard to uh, – even if we try really hard to – be as perfect as we can we're always we're still gonna falter in those areas that we're weak in because we just haven't had any experience in them and that's kind of the beauty of our relationship though is because you know a lot of people have multiple relationships and learn each of those individual lessons from one relationship and when it arises they call it and leave and they learned their lesson but they still don't have that person where with us it's like you know even though we've hurt each other and had difficult times in our relationship like every other couple in the world has dealt with it's like 
you know, those the strong relationships that last a long time are the ones who have used those rough spots as teaching tools for each other and growing periods. And I mean, every time we have a low spot where I feel like things are really hard or I feel like I'm not hearing or understanding you in the way that I want to, mm-hmm. it's like once it's resolved and we're like on a better page and like we understand where the other was coming from in a different light, I always like wake up the next morning and I'm just like, wow. Like, our relationship is so good, and I'm just so proud of it. It's like, I saw this thing the other day that was, like, talking about how relationships are like a child. And you just, like, every day it gets a little bit older and a little bit wiser, and you have to, like, continue to nurture it even though it's getting older because, you know, there's a new thing to learn every day. And But it's totally true, and I, like, totally see it like that. Right. But. I think it's really interesting when... You know, you've been hurt emotionally, intentionally, and unintentionally, you know, caused by someone's action, else's oh, yeah. actions. Definitely. It's like, you know, I've had people in my life where they've been super emotionally abusive toward me and, you know, would intentionally try to get me to feel a certain way and get me all riled up and sad and angry and all that just mm-hmm. so that they can manipulate me to get what they want mm-hmm. or just so that they can bully me. Mm-hmm. And then I've also had, you know, someone unintentionally emotionally hurt me by, you know, by having an addiction to something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I just suffer the con. I would suffer the consequences of it because, you know, they would fail to act or fail to be there mm-hmm. or, you know, but just stuff like that yeah. is... I still feel like stuff like that can be a teaching tool. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that not only is emotional hurt good for, like, self-growth and, like, self-development, I think that it's a really good tool to show you who you should let in your life and who you shouldn't. Because, like you were saying, emotional hurt can happen intentionally or unintentionally. And it's, like, obviously the emotional hurt that we've caused each other in our relationship neither of us have ever, like, meant it, you know? It's always like, oh, I didn't realize I was affecting you that way. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I didn't realize that you heard it that way or that it was communicated that way. Where there's, like, other people where they're just flat-out mean and you just experience something that you never thought that someone would say to you, you know? But um, it's just, it's just too bad that people will use people's like emotional weaknesses not that like leverage yeah and i think that people need to be like everyone needs to be more sensitive to people's emotional weakness instead of to an extent yeah yeah and instead of calling it weakness i mean obviously there's people who are just like okay you need to like suck it up and be able to take some some words but then there's other people who will attack other people's character without really trying to help them grow and of course it's important to you know help the people that we love grow into better people by telling them things that they can work on or pointing out to them things that you know they can do better but I don't see the point in attacking someone's whole self just to you know get the upper hand in something right I think and we're also not saying you should go out and you know, start hurting other people to see what you can learn about others. definitely. And also, like, you know, putting yourself in situations where you're always the victim. Yeah. But it's really... I saw this... To compare it to pop culture, (laughs) I I recently just watched this video essay on why Spider-Man and Batman are the two best superheroes. (laughs) And if they're already your favorite superheroes then great but if they're not I'm not going to try to change your mind I just wanted to share with you what this person had to say about it it was a YouTube video and basically it was talking about you know it's all fine and dandy that Spider-Man has his powers it's all fine and dandy that Bruce Wayne has a lot of money and you know these cool gadgets but it's what makes them tick and it and their motives behind saving people Mm-hmm. is what is really fascinating to the viewer or the audience. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for 
for Batman, it's like he has a no killing rule. And it's because, spoiler alert, his parents were oofed in an alley. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but it's like he, he puts his heart and soul into trying to save these people. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just so that no one has to feel the pain and trauma that he has. And it's like the reason he doesn't kill criminals is because he knows these criminals have um, husbands and wives and children. And he doesn't want to become that killer that took his, you know, their loved ones away. Yeah. And then as for Spider-Man, it was like pretty much the same thing. It's like he's been bullied for a majority of his life. And so now that he has the powers to doesn't mean he should get even with the bullies, but rather stand up for the little guy. Yeah. And it's like, they're turning their pain and their trauma and, you know, growing, growing from it and also trying to do good with it. It's like, they're trying to make it so that no one else has to experience the things they, they had to. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that is a really good point and it's kind of similar to how we can live our lives not necessarily that we can like diminish the amount of emotional pain that people feel because it's like I mean I was just talking with my sister the other day we were talking about like relationships and like car (laughs) well we were talking about relationships and um like how they can be long-term and how to be successful in having a long-term relationship because you know obviously a lot of people our age just date people to experience things and right they like in their mind they might want a long-term relationship but they don't really push as hard as they can through the rough spots but i was talking to her about you know our experiences and i was like you know obviously we don't want to tell people that you know we've been through some shit yeah i mean obviously we can share that in a vague sense like we are here but we're not gonna just be like well he did this to me and she did that to me and this is why you know but i think it's important that even like really happy couples be so open about um their experiences and like the way that they have been shaped into the people that they are because I mean, my parents are, like, a huge role model for me and what I model my half of our relationship off of because their relationship is so successful in my eyes and, like, like I can just see the way that they treat each other, that they love each other so deeply. And But, you know, my mom and dad were telling me that it has not always been this way and they, they have so few conflicts now because they had way more when they were younger and um but you know it's like but I feel like whenever I have a problem whether in myself or something that we're dealing with together they always have like a little tidbit of advice or wisdom that they've experienced like it's like the same problem that they've had in their relationship and they just say oh well this is what happened to us and this is how we deal with it and you know it's just I think it's really inspiring for me at least to um, be able to like look at that and know that you can have something really like beautiful come out of it. Yeah. And, but you know, I just, I love that you and I continue to like something that I love about the way that we experience um, like discomfort in our relationship is, you know, at least for me, I feel like you always want to hear my side of things and you equally want to explain how you perceived things and I think that that's such a <clears throat> I think that's such a logical way to discuss things so that you know no one is misunderstood and I love that you know there's always like so much clarity when we talk about problems right I think my biggest takeaway is just like I mean we've talked about it before but I don't mean this in an exaggerated bad way, but mm-hmm. it's like relationships are work. Oh, yeah. And it's like two, both parties have to be willing to put in the work to make it work out. Because in my personal opinion, leaving is the easy choice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you said you 
role model you kind of base your role in our relationship off your parents but it's like I'm kind of starting from ground zero to an extent I'm starting with what I don't want in a relationship yeah definitely because my parents separated mm-hmm. when I was like really little mm-hmm. and you know my mom remarried but don't know how happy she is mm-hmm. but um yeah truly interesting the amount of pain humans can cause one another i agree just with words mm-hmm. i mean it's like you know every day we're inventing a new way to kill each other yeah but even with words it's like you never know when someone's one bad day from totally changing the way they go about life mm-hmm. it's like i think that's why it's so important to show grace and kindness and forgiveness and love yeah towards everybody yeah you know like even when that's why i never road rage it's as simple as that it's like i never road rage because i never know what what's going on in that person's life and you know maybe my stupid decision to go in front of them when i could have waited mm-hmm. you know might have pissed them off or set them over the edge yeah but i never reciprocate it yeah. just because for one you never know what the fuck someone's gonna do i mean i've seen people we you and i one time saw a motorcyclist follow this one SUV into a parking lot and they like shut off the engine, threw their bike to the ground and like charged at the woman's car. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, like we were driving by so we didn't get to see what, what happened obviously, but it was like we knew what was happening. It made me so scared for that lady. Yeah, it was, it was fucking ster- terrifying. Yeah. But even just stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, obviously I... Like, I never really had a ton of friends, but, um, like, the friends that I did make, like, I just had these random, like, like, strange friendships that would last for a little bit, and then they wouldn't, and, but sometimes I always feel like those friendships were there for a a reason, because, like you were saying, you know, one act of kindness can change someone's perspective about their whole life, Mm -hmm. or... Or one mean thing can, you know, make them do something that they're going to regret. Exactly. And, but I feel like I've, I've been, maybe not friends, but like definitely good acquaintances with some people like that, where they just really need to be heard. And I think that everyone's so focused nowadays on... Car. You were doing that when you were a kid? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be playing in the streets with your friend. Car. Car. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... You know, I feel like I've just had some of those acquaintanceships, acquaintances, ships, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've had those and no, most of the time, so going to the community college that I went to or that I'm still attending, but like that I went to, there was just a lot of people in my area that like I had never been familiar with because I never went to public school and I never had any like public activities or whatever. So it was very new to me and there was like all sorts of different people and um, like the high schools. I mean, every every student who was doing Running Start went to that college, obviously. So, um, but you know, just being able to connect with different people and like hear their stories or like their, you know, what their home life is like or things like that. I think that it definitely um, changed my perspective on how to like try to be a more receptive person and try to be as transparent as possible in how I can be. Um, Especially like my first quarter there, I made friends with a couple of girls. One of the girls was pretty nice and the other one was just very loud about her opinion of people and she would just say things to people without really thinking and, yeah, you know, she was just very aggressive, I guess, in the way that she spoke. And it always made me sad because she would just say these things with people. And I felt bad that I was hanging around her because I was like, oh, maybe that person thinks that I'm that way too. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up not being friends with her any longer. And eventually I became friends with one of the people that she used to like kind of bully. Yeah, I... I've never stood for bullying ever no. in my life, especially since it's happened to me for so long. But yeah. it's like, whenever I do see it, I'm just like, 
I would act the way I wish someone had did for me and st- stand up for me. Oh, yeah. Because I just wouldn't have the voice to do it. Oh, or yeah. Or the right words. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever I was school, I would see it. I would always tell the other guys to stop mm-hmm. or just be like, you know, I would really que- like question them to make them think about what they're doing to the point where it's like, wow, I'm intentionally harassing or hurting this person yeah. to make them feel bad so I can feel better. Yeah, definitely. And I would just be like, what do you gain from this? It's like, yeah. do you find joy in hurting other people or intimidating them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, dad told me that the best way to stop bullying is like ask one question and then just keep saying why. Because eventually it will kind of lead the person back to their own insecurity. And, you know, I know that a lot of bullies come from bullied situations where they just, whether it's like someone in their family or a previous situation where Mm -hmm. they were bullied at school. But I think that like, especially, I think that, you know, middle school and high school bullying is like, and like grade school bullying is something way different than when you're like out in public and you're like, Oh my gosh, you're like a full-grown adult and you're harassing this person, like berating them. But, you know, I think that if we would all just... I love how people will take the time to step out of their comfort zone and interfere with a situation like that. And I have never really been one of those people, like, I've always wanted to be, but I'm always like... Especially if it's a public situation and it's like a man saying something to someone else and it's like I'm a single young woman by myself I'm just kind of like uh eh, that's a little dangerous but right. when it's safe like I have always tried to reach out to those people and just be like hey you know why did you feel the need to treat that person that way and I'm not trying to belittle you I'm just asking because I just don't think that anyone deserves that and then they'll be you know I've ended up having a conversation like that same uh school situation not the same girl but like a different person she was like, this one girl was making fun of this guy in my class because he was like an exchange student. He was misunderstanding English because it's like he's not from an English speaking country. Right. <laughs> and she was like making fun of him and everything. And I was like, would you be making fun of him if you were in his situation? And she totally got caught off guard and got super defensive. And I was like, I'm just asking you. And she was like, well, no. I was like, okay, so, you know, maybe cut the guy some slack. It's like, I was like, dude, how long have you been here? And he's like, it's my first month. And I was like, it's the guy's first month. <laughs> I was like, give him, a, give him a break. He's never been here before. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird world, world we're living in. I yeah. We just need to spread love and kindness. Yeah. If everyone would stop trying to tear each other down to build themselves up, then we could all just like lift each other up and like all be on cloud nine that we're in this be... together guys yeah it's like human race yeah the human race we're all here for the same reason to just get the most out of our own lives yeah but you know it'd be great to encourage and that's something that i've been thinking about lately and i kind of go through phases but do you ever like are you ever like walking on the street and and you know maybe it's different for guys but like I know that a lot of girls will, like, see a different girl's hair or her makeup or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, wow, that's really pretty, you Mm -hmm. know? And I've always made a really big effort to, like, say compliments to strangers that I don't, that I always, like, think, but I never say out loud. Right. And I wonder how many more compliments would be said to people if, if you could just gain the confidence to, like, tell someone, you know? Like... Like, I was so anxious the other day because I was feeling really introverted and, like, way more... What car? (laughs) I was, like, feeling really awkward. And I saw this girl and I thought her hair was really pretty because it was, like, really dark. And so I, like... I was, like, in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I walked up to her and I was like, Hey, I'm not trying to be weird, but you have really pretty hair. She was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm going through a breakup right now. And I just, like, I I just didn't realize that I'm having really low self-esteem. And I just really appreciate that. And it just, I, like, was walking my car and it made me think, you know, going back to that, you never really know how something that you say can affect somebody else. Exactly. (laughs) And so it's like... 
I know that I've been in that situation where like someone's given me a compliment and it's like the highlight of my week where it's just like you just hold on to that compliment to like make you feel better yeah you know but it's crazy times yeah should we wrap this up? Yeah, I think that was some good conversations. Some yeah, I agree. Funny bits, some deep things, and maybe everyone can be left with the thought. I want to challenge everyone to go out and give a stranger a compliment this week because, you know, it kind of gives you a little boost of joy too. It makes you go like, "Oh, I just made someone feel good. That's yeah. so good." Is that your wreck? Mm, yes, that is my wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You're amazing, hon. Thank you, hon. Glad we could do this podcast together. I always love doing it. Look forward to it anytime we record it. Me too. We do got to get better at recording this, like, on weekends, though. Oh, my gosh. It's a Tuesday Yeah, night. it's a Tuesday. We're tired. <laughs> and we both got to work tomorrow, and it's like, we've talked about it for so fucking long, where it's like, yeah, we got to record, like, Saturday or Sunday. I know. But then it's like, something always comes up, or we're busy, shit happens, you know what we should do? This Sunday we should record it, we and sh- we should get ice cream. That sounds good. I would be okay with that. Let's do that. Yeah. Hooray. All right. Alrighty. I love you. I love you, too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank and you we'll for listening. we'll see you in the next one. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.